Elise Wilson. Hello, Elise. You Hello. have asked us a very good question today. Which is... Thanks. <laughs> In fact, if I read out the question, it's not going to make any sense. So let, let's let's backpedal and make a little... Give a little An bit intro. of context. So we posted the other day three mistakes that you're making as an online coach. And mistake number one is thinking that your client cares. So your client hired you precisely because they don't care. Unless you're working with elite athletes, then quite often someone has hired you to bridge the gap so that they can accelerate their knowledge and hand over the accountability to you. So don't make the coaching about you. Don't make it all about the stuff that that you like reading about as a trainer, because often that doesn't map over to the typical client. Otherwise, they would probably be in the fitness industry as well. They wanted to outsource and offload the decision-making to someone else. And so what you need to do is take on that role and do the processing under the hood for them. So that's the common error that people make is thinking that the client cares. And Elise has astutely and observantly, <laughs> wisely, incisively picked out uh, <laughs> the, the dilemma that that produces, which is how does that differ from allowing a client their autonomy? And really this challenge is about figuring out how do you get a client to care about the result while what what's the matter you look very pained i'm just struggling to understand <laughs> <laughs> i'm struggling to understand in general so i yeah not not the question the question's fine but but bigger things like the rest of my life i struggle to understand no no i don't <laughs> i get the problem and i get elisa's question but i don't understand how they're related so client autonomy and not caring that like what goes into me, why branch chain amino acids work. Mm. Like, I don't understand how that's linked to autonomy. Do you see what I mean? Do you understand? I hope, I hope you do. Great. <laughs> I think by autonomy, she's saying like, well, if they don't care, they have a right not to care. They don't have to, you don't have to kind of push it down their throat and make them care. But I would argue that that's, that's not the problem we're solving as a coach. You don't have to make them care about the mechanics of what you're doing, about why periodization works and about the anabolic rebound effect and about the, all these different processes. Your, your goal is to find, it's a sales problem, isn't it? It's finding mm. what matters to them. And then how do you frame your coaching? How do you deliver that in a way that makes them want to get up every morning and go to the gym? So I suppose we, it's maybe our failing in how we phrased it in the, making the mistake that clients care about the the tiny details like the things that are sort of incidental to their progress so the fact that protein functions in a certain way once it's digested or the fact that their carbs are set at a certain amount and their fats are set at a certain amount or the fact that they're training three days a week instead of four because of the repeated bout effect or maximum recoverable volume or like whatever you want to give them as a reason those things don't matter and it doesn't matter if they do or they don't care about those things, but they might care about like, I'm struggling to fit my first session around 
Mondays because Mondays are really busy at home or, or whatever. I should preface this as well. None of the, the lessons that we're talking about here are coming from this place of like the guru on the mountain. Cause we, we made these mistakes and fell hook, line and sinker for this. And it's why, it's why we're sat here today with majority audience of personal trainers, because we made this mistake. <laughs> mm. we, we had to come all the way down from the mountain to do the episode to share the wisdom. Exactly. You're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. We, we did exactly this. So that's what, that's why we had like Eric Helms and Menno Henselman's and Greg Knuckles and all these people on the fitness podcast was like, Ooh, that they know all the details that everyone cares about when actually I couldn't care less. Like actually the guests that we had on the fitness podcast did, did basically next to nothing. Interestingly to grow our fitness customers. And all it did was like boost the downloads for a month from personal trainers without us realizing because you can't see who's listening but we never got any fitness customers as a result of it because we were talking about stuff that was too complicated it was great from a selfish perspective like we got to have mm. some fun conversations about the physiology of metabolism with with eric helms or with john Kiefer or whatever but it's the 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 key point is the stuff that really gets us excited because we're sad and a bit weird and love like reading about the leucine threshold and um, maximum recoverable volume and things. Mm. But unless that's what your client cares about, you've got to keep framing things in that, in that way. The, the subtle difference is that they may enjoy that stuff, but maybe not the way that it's wrapped up or the, the language that it's phrased in. They might not think of it in terms of hypertrophy training and achieving maximum metabolite stress or whatever, they might just think of it as, oh, I just want to get a pump on and, and look good. And yes, the, the route is still the same, but it's about the language. It's about the way that it's phrased. There's, so there's probably two sides to this answer. One of them's like pre sign up and post sign up. So once someone's a client, what do you, and the way that we teach it is almost like, think of it like build a course with support. So the course is answering all the things that you might find yourself repeating or like the questions that every client has, like, how do I build standardized resources in this standardized journey? And you might be thinking, well, but if I can't go into any of the details in that material, what can I cover? So like, that's one side of it. And the other side is, what do you talk about? And because we, we see so many examples, don't we, of, of personal trainers doing posts on Instagram that do from, from a marketing perspective that do go into a lot of detail, way too much detail to get some, at, at the point where someone is just like, I have got five kilos to lose in the next 12 weeks and I can't, whenever I try to do it on my own, I overeat at the weekend. Like that's what, that's their situation. And they see your breakdown of like why you think insulin is important and it, you just lose them. They just don't care. But we think it's important because that's what we've been taught and what we place a lot of value on in like our education and our expertise, but it's how you take that and distill it. So let's, why don't we talk about pre-sale and then post-sale? Yeah. So we, we talk about the, using the five whys as, as a way to figure out what it is that someone actually wants. So each time someone expresses a goal, there's going to be an underlying want behind that. And there's probably going to be an underlying want behind that. And if you keep asking why you'll eventually find like, oh, I just want ultimate happiness and satisfaction, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what the goal is. Well, yeah, whatever the goal is, that's the, <laughs> the flow chart. Mm. And so if you can figure that out and see what's the driving force in each layer, 
there's multiple basic things that all humans want at the end of the day. And there's a, there's a really good copywriting book about this, um, which I, I think, I think it's cash advertising. I didn't know you'd um, read that. I haven't actually. No, I have. No, no, no. Um, I've yes. just got a summary here. Uh, yeah. So this is it. The, the eight life forces. So what people really want at the core of any superficial product or service or whatever is the eight life forces, survival, enjoyment of life, life extension. Number two is enjoyment of food and beverages. Number three, freedom from fear, pain, and danger. Number four, sexual companionship. Number five, comfortable living conditions. Six is to be superior, winning, keeping up with the Jones. No, Joneses. <laughs> number seven, care and protection of loved ones. Well, number eight, social approval. So the, the premise of that is that people buy because of emotion and they justify with logic. And so if you touch on a basic want or a need, then that's, that's the, the key to a pre-sale, getting someone on board. And they, in each of those things, in each of those levels, they're either buying to access more of one of those things in the future. So they're at a certain level now and they think, oh, wouldn't it be great if in 12 weeks time, I had more of this thing. I was more attractive. I had more approval. I felt more secure or whatever, or they're moving, they're buying to move away from a distinct lack. So like their, their physicality, their, 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 the way they look, the way they feel, the way they perform, their health is causing so much pain and fear and problems now that they're buying to solve that problem. So it's always that someone's always in that situation, moving towards or moving away from increasing one of those levels from either a, a lack or what if I had more of it when you interact with them for the first time on social media. So they see your post. That's what they're doing. Probably if they're, if there's someone that might buy from you, that's where they're at and that's what they're thinking about. So the more problem aware or technical the audience, the more you can go into the mechanics and the details and stuff. And that, that's why we resonate with Menno Henselman's Eric Helms and all that, because we, we kind of get the underlying stuff. And like now we're, we're nerding out on the, the specifics and we see that they're the, they're the people who are speaking our language, but tell you who does this terribly is <laughs> like tech reviewers and kind of tech people in general. So. And, and what happens is they end up getting a, a very niche tech audience as a result. And the people who do really well at keeping it big picture are people like Marcus Brownlee. And there's no, it's no coincidence that he's got the largest following of that kind of group of people on YouTube, because rather than talking about, oh, the new iPhone's got the three nanometer chip and it has the, um, 128 Hertz refresh rate on the thing. And the camera is 48 megapixels. Like I, I barely know what those things are. Mm. And most people, unless you're really into your tech and that's the equivalent of us having made that mistake and, you know, making content that only other personal trainers enjoyed, you you've got to step out one level and be like, this phone will make you look great in photos. It'll get you the credibility. It'll get you the expression of beauty and style that we talked about, the social approval, the, it'll make you superior. You'll keep up with the Joneses because you'll look better in your photo than the guy next door. It'll get you more sex. It'll help you to enjoy life more. You, the, all these kind of things. Cause it's, 
there's some, there's another similarity which is like galaxy phones and the advertising for a galaxy phone versus an iphone so like an iphone advert on tv is generally just stylistic it's like this is the new iphone this is how it like fits into your life and it's someone like dropping their phone into a cup or something or, and it's still working or you know it's like they're not they don't ever really and maybe i'm wrong maybe i've just not seen them but you, they're never really harping on about how many megapixels the camera has or the size of the screen or any like the specs but a lot of the other brands who are competing with iphone are really detail orientated and everybody i know who has an android phone who will talk to me about how their phone is better than an iphone they always go to the mm. the finer not the forgetting the fact that like an iphone just looks better and operates <laughs> better and like the iOS, the, the operating system is better and it's like nicer to use that, they never so talk true. about any of that so it was like, oh, but actually for the for, for the the pounds per spec and the, the mm-hmm. process is much better in that you're like all right sweet but and and interestingly, Apple are really good at doing both because, as you say, like their their front facing com- consumer adverts are really lifestyle based. Do you remember the original yeah. iPod that was like the white headphones? Yeah, and the the advert was someone dancing with a silhouette, and it had the mm. that that song playing. Um, so that's like doesn't tell you any detail. It's purely aspirational. It's purely brand awareness. Mm. Whereas if you go to their website at 6 p.m pst on the day of the release of the thing and and you're on the live stream you've already segmented yourself as someone who loves that stuff and loves nerding out on it so that's where they pull out they wheel out the israeli guy who's the head of tech in um Mm. in apple and he tells you about the chips for half an hour and and the people who love that stuff are like oh yeah sign me up please Mm. um so they know who they're talking to and i think that's really what it what it comes down to another great example of this it's just occurred to me is (laughs) is Kino Body and Martin Burkan. Very oh, fitness related. Heartbreaking so example. It is a heartbreaking example. So Kino Body stuff, like I've actually found myself become more enticed by Kino Body stuff recently because this whole message, the whole thing is like, look, my goal with fitness these days is I want to run my company and get on with the rest of my life. And I want to stay lean, not be hungry all the time and not spend all the time in the gym. And I'm like, you know what, Greg? I, I agree. I agree with you, mate. Me too. <laughs> but underneath the surface, it's just lean gains. Now, if you go and read a Martin Burkan article on his website about how you fit alcohol into a lean gains fast. He, he is talking, talking about, about the the mineral corticoid receptor and how if it's mm. agonized beyond a certain threshold that, you know, it's like. Whereas awesome. Greg's like, if you want to have a couple of old fashions with with your girlfriend in the bar and you just fit it in. you're like that they're, they're, they're talking about the same thing but greg has just pulled up outside in a lamborghini and walks in with a blonde model and goes into a restaurant and he's surrounded by his friends and he's shredded and like that's the same thing they're both selling the same product reverse pyramid training three days a week fasting for six to eight hours of the day and eat a high protein diet but one of them has packaged it in a way that makes everybody give a shit yeah and the other one's just attacking the like the people like us, right? Who who want to understand how alcohol is metabolized, and That's and an whether unbelievable example. It's just I think in the fitness industry, it's the best one because it's literally the same. There are so few examples where it's the same product. Yeah, but where like the way. entire method has has been ripped off and lifted and just repackaged, mm. and it's it's almost it's a it's a live split test. <laughs> I've got another one. I've got another example. Brad Pilon's Eat Stop Eat. Oh. And the five two diet that hit like mainstream media that yeah. everybody probably knows, like a parent or a parent's friend 
who's doing the 5-2 diet, but none of them, I guarantee, will have heard of Brad Peeler, the guy who wrote the original <laughs> book with the, with the diet in. I think there was a period of about 18 months, and I'm sure you you remember this as well, where any time I got into a conversation with anyone over 45, <laughs> they would ask me about the 5-2 diet. Five. Insane, isn't it? But imagine being Brad Peel. So that is literally Brad Peelon's diet, like the, the concept he came up with. He wrote a book, did really well off the back of it, was the guy in the fitness industry who started talking about fasting before Martin Burkhan started talking about fasting. But some doctor off the telly came and did the same thing, wrote a book and hit like, hit mainstream fame with it. Because he just spoke to an audience that that appeals to about the stuff they care about. Not the cellular mechanisms behind fasting, which is what all the guys in the fasting world got wrong. I when think they this were trying was to... a, a bit of a kind of hard pill to swallow for me as well. You know, ha having gone and got a medical degree and really maxed out what I felt was what I could do with um, going down that particular rabbit hole and realizing mm. that the mechanics and knowledge of the mechanics and underpinnings and stuff isn't the limiting factor in you selling more programs to people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gregor Gallagher and Kino body, like he's not changed his program in, well, for as long as I've been aware of him, it's been the same I, thing. I imagine if you asked him, where is the mineral corticoid receptor? Wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. You know what I was watching the other day, being on a bit of a Kino body, uh, so I got hit with a suggested video, which is more plates, more dates interview in Kino body, which is not an interview. I think you probably expect to exist because more plates, more dates. I don't know what the guy's name is. Do you know what his name is? Is he also called Greg? Might be I got that wrong, but he's fairly well researched. Like he, he knows his stuff and Kino body knows more than I thought he would know, but there's a couple of questions that he asks him where he just sort of like gives him a bit of sales copy in response <laughs> rather than, rather than like gives him the question, the response he's wanting. And so like, I'm not sure if you put Greg and Martin Burkan, who are both selling the same program, one of them's made like multi millions off it and, and continues to, and the other one isn't, then I'm not, I'm not sure they'd have the same level of understanding, but one of them's really good at marketing and the other one isn't. And that is unfortunately well, to circle back to the point, like be mindful of what your clients care about. There's the, there's what's under the hood. So like in the Apple example, there's the way that an iPod works or the, 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 the technical reasons why an iPhone was such a standout product. And then there's the white headphones and how they look really good stylistically. And no other brand has white headphones and no other brand has like the, the iOS and the logos and the things function the way that, that they do. So and in the Kino body example, Greg's just created an aspirational lifestyle and the things that fit in that to that lifestyle, the fact that all the stuff that Martin Burkham would mention the first few lines of explaining fasting, which is like, it manages your hunger and it's easier to stick to. Now let's talk about like the cellular mechanisms that go on between hours 16 and 18 of a fast. Gregor Gallagher's just like, look at my Lamborghini guys. <laughs> <laughs> So that to get people in the door, you do have to sway more Kino body than, than Burkan, unfortunately. I don't see any moral quandary with that. And the reason that we're, we're excited about this as a prospect is that if you're listening to this, you probably have already gone some way into mastering your craft and enjoying the mechanics of what you do. And you can get a good result for your client. 
and you may be bottlenecked by the other stuff. And that's the order of things to do it in. You don't want to be the guy who can't really get a result and is kind of bullshitting his way through, but is really good at marketing it. Mm. What do you think about, so I think that's pre-sale. So mm-hmm. you, you've seen Gregor Gallagher's Lamborghini, you've got your credit card out, you've bought one of his programs, the Greek shred maximizer, you bought <laughs> it and you log in. What do you, what, what do you think should be in there? Do you think you should go into the Martin Burkan levels of explanation? In progressive degrees of detail. So the way that I think of this is you've got, you set up a shop that says cheap, stodgy burgers, one pound. And everyone's like, oh yeah, I want a cheap, stodgy burger. Like, oh, yeah. Give me one of them. Um, like a Friday night, 2am. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're, you know, you're, you're still a nutrition coach. You still appreciate the value of, of health and longevity and all that stuff. But you set up this shop because you're like, that'll get people in the door. As soon as people come in, a waiter like tucks a little napkin under the thing and says, hello, sir, yeah, yeah, sit down, sit down. And serves them a fillet steak on a plate with like really high quality with some garnish and some broccoli. Someone's not going to be like, oh, what? This is bullshit. This isn't what I signed up for. They'll be like, whoa, they've really over-delivered. They've sold me what I wanted and given me what I needed. Yeah, I see. So <laughs> in other words, if you... if you, <laughs> I was wondering for a minute, like, where is he taking this? But I, yeah, so no one's going to ever complain about being... um, getting more than they bought, basically. Like, if I if I sign up because I want the Lamborghini and the, and the abs... But in the background, there's like all the scientific explanation about how it all works and the detail and a really comprehensive overview about why it's the system that I should follow. I'm probably not going to complain. Like it, would be, it would be weird for me to complain. Like there's, there's too much information in here. This is too complete. This, is, this makes too much sense. I just wanted a PDF. Like as yeah. long as there's also the PDF, as long as there's like the quick start, here's the program. If you don't care, if you do care, here's the fill at stake. Like if you really want a stodgy burger, there's the line, go get one. But that's the way to ensure retention with your clients as well. Cause they sign up mm-hmm. for a particular result and then you show them the, the immense, um, juice in all the other stuff that they can achieve that they hadn't thought of. Mm-hmm. They weren't aware of that problem at the time. And they're like, Oh my God, this is so much better than I could have expected, but I had to have paid for the, the superficial result to be able to unlock access to all this other stuff. And the, I think the reason why that is so important is the selling doesn't stop. Like with a, with someone you're trying to retain, you don't you don't stop selling to them. You're just selling them something different. So now it's like, how do I really indoctrinate this person into this system? It's by getting them to understand the finer points and getting them to understand the details and getting them to realize like, if you do go out for dinner in a restaurant, this is how you make it work. This is how you make alcohol work. This is how you adjust your training on a holiday and getting like really wrapped into the details. They want to stick with that system and they want to keep using it versus just being a PDF that they, that stays in the downloads folder. Hmm. They're only going to listen to that stuff once they've paid and committed to a program as well. You know, there's hmm. a, there's a real yeah, great effect that when, when someone pays for a program, their attention span goes up massively because you're no longer competing on the feed. They've committed to something you they've, they've, you've bought their trust and they've bought your program. So they've now put, put a time commitment into this 
and so then you can come you can come and give them some of the, some of the more slow burn stuff that's not as immediately sexy but mm. gets them better result because in in the propane protocol we go into quite a lot of detail like it's a i'd say there's well there's hundreds of hours of information in there but in like the market in the emails that sell it very rarely touch on any of that because we we know that people buy for they're buying because like it sounds cool it sounds simple and it sounds like something they can do and will work for them and if they want to learn the detail afterwards great it's there and it's done progressively yeah it's you know the the first six weeks are the the absolute basics the minimum effective dose and then it goes into the more detailed stuff the fillet steak and there's also i think there's a there's a line at which everybody can appreciate that this becomes ridiculous. So if you imagine someone bought a fat loss program for you and three modules in, you are literally, you have slides with diagrams of a cell on it and you are going into that level of detail. It's hard to imagine that anybody would ever care about that. doesn't matter how interested they are. You're probably talking like even in personal trainers, you're talking single figure percentages, maybe even less than that who care about, you know, the biology, the, the, the deep biology of it. But if someone maybe wants to understand like when you eat protein, what happens? Like maybe you can't explain that if it's something you understand, like use it. If you, if it's something you've, you've trained yourself to understand, then give that explanation, but remember the context you're explaining it in, um, and who you're explaining it to. hundred percent. So you've got 12 minutes. Yeah. I've got a, a quick question for you. Shit. Is Jeff Bezos natural? <laughs> this fucking question. <laughs> How many times have we, have you and I had this discussion? Because you ask me and I'm like, what do you mean? Why is that relevant? It, Jeff Bezos has got nothing to do with like steroids or muscle gain. And I think your argument is, why would he be natural? Because there's no reason for him to not be natural. Yeah. I mean, there's a... There's a before and after a 20 year, 20 year transformation. He's aged in reverse there. Like at the age of, I, I assume he's our age in that first picture. Yeah. So let's find out. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Date of birth. Yeah. <laughs> so. 1964. What's the date of that uh, first picture? 1998. So he's a bit older than us. Yeah. So he's 34 and he's 53 in the second picture. And you're suggesting that, that Jeff, Jeffrey is using performance enhancing drugs to achieve. I'm, I'm insinuating geek, geek to geek to hunk transformation. You're geek insinuating. Yeah. So the, the comments on that post, like they're just so naive. Someone's been like, oh, he could be natural. It could be the the winner effect of the natural increase of testosterone as a byproduct of winning on a regular basis and <laughs> winning on regular, on massive levels like Jeff Bezos. Um, his body has produced more testosterone. Come on, Phil. <laughs> the amount so I- of money that Jeff is throwing about why wouldn't you just get a couple of vials of growth hormones some testosterone, a couple of full-time doctors, just like endocrinologists, just doing your, your stack for you. 
So is that what you would do? It yeah, it was just it's an it's a total no brainer. Like what why what what reason does he have to maintain natural status? So I think the question I asked you in response was something along the lines of like, is the only reason you're not natural because it costs money? Like, is that the only, okay. if you had unlimited money, would you, would you immediately be like, right, well, the cat's out of the bag now, might as, might as well. If like, I immediately what, had lots of money. Why are you not natural? Oh, sorry. Why am I natural? Don't clip that. Why, <laughs> why, <laughs> why are you natural? What are your reasons? Money. No, it's, <laughs> um, <laughs> don't own love Amazon stock. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I, I've competed in drug tested stuff. I don't do it anymore. It's additional admin and okay. there's a price to pay. Whereas I think all of the objections, if I were Jeff Bezos, if I were Jeffrey and I could just get a doctor full time, I mean, I mean, it would be a sweet job. Like you could pay a doctor 500 K a year and be like, right, you've got one patient. <laughs> just, yeah. Just look <laughs> just at my blood work. Sort me out. Um, Plus, so they handle all the admin. They could even, you could hire a nurse to just in the morning, wake up and she just jabs you in the bum. So you don't even have to do anything. And it maintains your performance. And there's no side effects. There's no downsides to this approach. Like the only downsides of taking performance enhancing drugs are the financial and admin downsides. For the health downsides, I would ask the doctor to phlebotomize me at um, 5 a.m. So he, he would do a morning phleb round while I'm asleep and just, you know, get a, get a blood sample, check my cholesterol level, check my, my full blood count. Like you, you've hedged against every possible downside. So I think the only way, so one of my main reasons for not being, for not taking drugs is the, as soon as you've, and this was actually, we've never really spoken about this, but there was a time when I was really heavily considering it when like growth had, had slowed down and strength gains had slowed down and you actually talked me away from doing it and the down main reason the <laughs> down from the ledge yeah was this idea of like either you are going to create this scenario that you'll make loads of progress and you'll get in great shape and unless you maintain that intake forever you will never get back to that so if you take steroids for a year just to see what it's like of course it'll work like i don't think anyone's under any illusion that taking steroids and combining it with like proper training and sleep and nutrition. I'm, I'm not, I don't think anyone's saying that won't do anything. It definitely mm. will. It's more that what then? Yeah. That's what bothers me the most. I think it's that you living in a shadow of your former self. Like if mm -hmm. you go up to like your peak on cycle point yeah. of maximum leanness and, and hugeness, and then you come off cycle and you're like, like, and even the numbers that you're pressing in the gym are like not quite what, what they were mm. when you were on cycle. So yeah. And that's the, the way that we're wired. Like that's, that's something that we derive value from. Whereas, I think that's how Jeff's wired as well. Do you reckon? Yeah. Do you mean and like so, type A and fairly competitive? <laughs> and so as a result, he's, he, he's, he's like, oh, I'll stay natural despite all of the, the the ease of, of which i could <laughs> achieve these sort of co cognitive improvements and performance improvements he never has to come off yeah so that's uh, uh, yeah 
like if if we're saying that he's having someone like take his blood work and analyze his blood work this this guy that's on half a million quid a year to just be like jeff's lab then i'm sure that makes not coming off easier that's for sure um i i should say like out out of the who should be natural or who who um who's likely to be natural jeff is still slightly more likely than the standard like hollywood actor transformation having to be captain america or whatever that, because that sorry <laughs> that that clip i sent you where mike is retells at a crossfit competition and he goes up to a guy and goes like hey are you competing and he goes yeah he's like you know this is drug tested right <laughs> if we can clip that <laughs> it's brilliant but yeah guy who's got to play batman who's got six weeks to play batman like who needs to gain like obviously throw everything at it like i get that entirely there's no if anything that there's you're at an active disadvantage if you're not using drugs i would say almost you're an idiot well yeah you're, you're sacrificing your career aren't you <laughs> so yeah if someone's like oh you have to have this unrealistic physique in six weeks time and you're currently like 18% body fat, not very much muscle mass. You'd be like, right, hit me with the drugs. Let's do this. I'll have my best crack at becoming Batman. To be honest, I'd, I'd love that. I've never really thought about that before, but like, so let's say that Yusuf, you, you are the new James Bond. I know you don't want to be, but <laughs> oh, Daniel, to respond to. Daniel Craig's yeah. had his time. You're in March next year. You're going to be the new James Bond. And I know it's a big undertaking. We need you to really transform your physique. So here's a full-time nutritionist and chef. Here's a full-time trainer who's going to do all your programming. And here's a guy who's going to handle all your blood work and give you the drugs you need. Go. I bet that would be a hell of a ride. Oh yeah, it would. It it would. I think it would push the limits of like, if you took the drugs out of it, it would push the limits of like, oh, I've hit my genetic muscle mm. limit or whatever. Mm -hmm. Cause you'd be like, oh no, there's still probably about five kilos to go yeah well yeah because i think i think what's nice about that is and you probably have this as well everything i do nutritionally or training wise i've always got in the back of my mind like am i going to be able to maintain this mm. the nice thing about having this deadline when you're doing your first james bond film in march which i can't wait <laughs> to see by to. the way um <laughs> is that like it's just gonna be it's just till march so my reasoning for not using drugs of like but but what about the future like doesn't matter because i did it to, to do to become james bond so obviously that was my unrealistic i mean you might accidentally look too big <laughs> if by november they were like oh mate you're like, Yusuf's actually done he's actually got too big too quickly for the Did first time in history <laughs> <laughs> um i still I still lean. I just would never, like, had you not asked me the question, I would never have looked at Jeff and thought, that bloke is, I bet his bum's like a pincushion. I just would never have thought it, but. So even from just looking at his age and physique and saying, like, the amount of effort required for someone to, to maintain that naturally. I don't think he's in, like. He's not in amazing shape. Yeah, like he's he's got like slightly above average muscle mass, and the transformation he's he's like it's a it's a a non flattering photo and a flattering photo, and he's in that time he's also acquired like billions of dollars in wealth. 
which he's spending on steroids. Anabolics. <laughs> but like there's there's lots of other things that that come as a result of that, like more time, for example, more access to like just me, you know, worrying about how much meal prep costs. Neither here nor there. Worrying yeah. about getting the best trainers in the world, all these things. So if you change the frame of the question and say, could Jeff achieve his results naturally? I think if he could achieve them naturally, he has absolutely everything pointing in the right direction to be able to achieve them naturally. He's probably quite stressed though, isn't he? Do you think so? He, he'll, he'll have become less stressed compared to when he was building Amazon. What do you think he worries about? About whether, like, how, how much speech Alexa can pick up and farm I, and send I don't think to... That even, I don't think that even gets near his desk. I don't think that's... <laughs> <laughs> like the worst case scenario for Jeff Bezos is he goes to prison. That's really the only way the fun ends because he's, his capital is accumulating more capital than he can ever spend. So, so actually dealing with the legal drugs and substances is probably not worth it for him. Oh, it'll be prescribed though. <laughs> it will be not, it would be, it, it is prescribed. It is prescribed. The, the drugs that he, that he does take. By his in-house doctor, who <laughs> who sneaks into his bed at five in the morning and gets a blood. I sample. think there's a there's a Netflix original in this of you and I trying to get to the bottom of this question. One day we pondered the question: Is Jeff Bezos natty or not? And it led us down this journalistic rabbit hole. Six months later, here we are in his basement. He doesn't know that we're here. We've got a camera out the front, <laughs> trying to spot him jabbing his ass with the pin. <laughs> I wonder whether 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 we'd ever find the answer. Because why would he why would he tell us? Well he wouldn't. You just gotta capture his nurse on, on his on her way into his She'll bedroom. just say like, oh it's a vitamin shot. It's a B twelve shot. <laughs> and there it is. One of us is yeah. gonna have to get in his house. Well stay tuned. Chug or not. For the... I'm not doing it. Oh damn it! Right, fine. I'll I'll be the yes. getaway man. I'll be the getaway driver outside with the engine running. I'll, I'll be yeah. running out with the bike. Like, quick, test this. Take it to the labs. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. <laughs> fine. You know something we need to talk about next time. <clears throat> Andrew Tate's been deplatformed from Instagram. I bet he doesn't mind. He's just released a one-hour video called Andrew Tate's final video. Oh. And it's on a single page, single black page with a one hour video on it. Just saw that before. Really knows how to turn up the drama, doesn't he? Does. Does. <laughs> it'll be a, it'll actually be a webinar that sells Hustlers University, oh, won't I, it? I bet it is. Yeah. <laughs> what he's done is like gone outside, bashed all the pots and pans together and made a, made a real old racket. Racket. Yeah. A ruckus. Hmm. So he's being cancelled and is probably still going to make money as a result of being cancelled. Used it as a chance to launch a new VSL. Classic. <laughs> Classic, Andrew. Right, that's it. I'm going to have to go. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>